welcome everybody to the Learning Center, Episode 7. What is the Learning Center? The Learning Center is started by two preachers that just simply wanted to give the truth of God. But you've heard that before. What we mean by the truth of God is what how the Word of God as God intended. We want to give you the Word with no spin, nothing added, and nothing taken away. As God had truly given to man before, I guess, man has started to pervert it. Uh, I am Mark Diavila. I'm a preacher at East Bakersfield Church of Christ. And uh, we don't do this as our primary job, but we are trying our best to get some episodes out. And we ask that you bear with us as uh, we feed the podcast a little bit more episodes as time goes on. Uh, The person that I'm going to introduce next is a man that is a mentor to me and someone who's uh, influenced me quite a bit to become a preacher. Uh, He has been preaching for some odd years, but I thought I'd let him tell you more about himself. Uh, Brother Jack Stewart, would you let us know who you are and um, why you should be up here telling people about the Word of God? (laughs) Okay, Mark, thank you. I appreciate that. and uh, I want you to know the Lord has blessed me so much, enabled me to be a preacher of the gospel for over 55 years. I've uh, been in social media and uh, for a long time. Uh, started in back in the 70s with the uh, one-way television program, which was a live Bible question and answer program, and then went to a radio program, which we also have. You can see that and hear that on Wilkins Radio. Go to their website and look up Bible Study Time, or you can go to our website, East Bakersfield Church of Christ and look at the schedule for Bible study time. But friends, our desire here, Mark and I both have a desire simply to preach the word. That's what we're told to do. And we want to preach the word of God in its simplicity, in its purity. We don't want to teach our ideas or our concepts. We don't even want to teach a church doctrine. We're simply teaching and telling people what the word of God says. And many times we'll refer to the Bible And you may want to get a pencil and piece of paper handy and write down the scripture that we mentioned. This will give you an opportunity to go back later on and research and make sure that we have fulfilled our desire, because I know you can hear that from a lot of different people. The way to make sure they're fulfilling that desire is to check out what they say with the Word of God. But we're thankful that you're listening to our episode here on the Learning Center. Thankful for this opportunity to study with you from the Bible and to learn how God teaches us from his holy word. Well, thank you for that, Jack. And what is the title of this episode? And we've titled it, Things You Wanted to Know About God. And what does that mean? Well, I've accumulated um, questions that I've been asked over the years, and I'm pretty sure Jack has been asked a lot of these questions as well, quite a bit more. But uh, every question that I've been asked by people that just wondered about God or, or, or begin to, to want to get an understanding about God. Um, some of these questions will be uh, random. They will not be in order, but they will be ones that I've seen on social media that people have wondered about. And they will be some questions that I've seen on social media that people have gotten wrong. And by, when I say wrong, it's not my version of wrong. I'm, I'm saying that the Bible, according to the Bible, it is wrong. Uh, getting right into it. Let's get to, right to the first question, Brother Jack, if you don't mind. Um, the first question we hear is, we have here is, what is the meaning of life? Yeah, I hit you with that one right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, that's good, Mark. And it is a good question. A lot of people wonder about that. What am I doing here? Why am I here? Well, you know, if we buy into the theory of evolution that so many people have bought into, there really is no purpose of life. We're just accidentally here. We're just creatures that are here by accident. 
We're not going anywhere. Nothing's going to happen after we leave this earth. You know, we're just here. But when you look at it from the standpoint of what God reveals to us, when God introduces himself in Genesis chapter 1, and then also in Acts chapter 17, he introduced himself through the Apostle Paul to those Athenian people who were idolatrous individuals there. He introduced himself as the creator of the world, the one who made mankind, the one who gives to all life and breath and all things. He is our creator. We rely upon him. He's the one who made our bodies. I wonder sometimes about the evolutionists and about people who buy into that false doctrine and that false idea. Uh, if man is so intelligent and man is so smart and there is no designer, why do we have blind people in the world today? Man cannot even reproduce the eyeball. I mean, <laughs> that's just one small organ of the body that God made and gave us. But getting to the question, what is the meaning of life? We are here for a purpose. God tells us our purpose in a variety of scriptures in the Bible. One of them is in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. He says the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. We're here because God gives us life. And we're here, uh, uh, him giving us life gives us the responsibility for what we do in that life. And we're responsible to him who gave us life. He is the giver of life. And so we're responsible to him for how we live our lives. And he gives us the power to make that choice. He didn't create us as robots. He created Adam and Eve, placed them in the Garden of Eden, and they had the power of choice. They chose to sin. And when they did, they lost that covenant relationship with God. And he wants us to have that relationship with him and gave it back to us through his son, Jesus Christ, whom he gave to die on the cross for the sins of the whole world. And so our purpose here is to serve God. Our purpose in serving God is also to prepare for life after death, because again, the evolutionists, there is no life after death. I've heard mm -hmm. individuals refer to a, a strong evolutionist one time who died and uh, somebody was at his funeral and they looked at him in the casket and said, man, all dressed up and nowhere to go. <laughs> so, but we know that's not true because we know there's life after death. And so our purpose here is to prepare for life after death, to show God that we love him, demonstrate our love for him by obeying his will. But see, we don't know that if we don't go to the Bible. The Bible is what reveals that to us. That's not my thoughts. That's not my ideas. This is what the word of God says. And God wants us to know we have a purpose here. He's demonstrated his love to us in giving his son to die upon the cross for us. And so he wants us to return that love by believing and obeying his holy word. Moving right along with the next question, Jack. Um, in my experience, I've had a lot of folks come up to me and explain to me that they have lived a rough life, that they have done sin and they've done terrible sin. And they always asked the same question, it seemed like. They always just said, how do I know God loves me? That's a good question. How do we know God loves us? There are several ways that we really know God loves us today. One of the ways we know that God loves us, again, goes back to his word, to the Bible. We know that somebody loves us or we wouldn't have life on this earth. Uh, the food wouldn't be provided. The oxygen that we get from the air where did that come from? Who made that? Who made our lungs to process that oxygen? Who made our bodies to process the food? So God is showing his love in so many different ways. And one of the ways that he demonstrated his love to begin with, if you go back to Genesis chapters one through three, you'll see that before God created man, he created this world for man. 
He created everything for man's existence and put it all together on the face of the earth because he loved man. He knew he was going to make man. Man is his crowning creation. And so he demonstrated that. He also demonstrated his love to us as he tells us in John chapter 3 and verse 16, the Lord says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that who believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so God has demonstrated his love for us in a lot of different ways in the past, and is still demonstrating that love for us today by granting us life. And the, the days that we have here on the face of this earth are all blessings from God. They come from him. He gives to all men life and breath and all things. Acts chapter 17 and verse 25. Okay. The next question we have here is, um, if, I hear a lot of people say, now, if God was so powerful that he made the world in six days, that he's able to make things appear out of nothing, why is it that in the Old Testament they had to sacrifice animals and shed blood to have their sins forgiven? And then ultimately, why did they need? Why did he need his son to come down and have his blood shed so that we may be forgiven for our sins? If this powerful God can make things appear out of nowhere and do what he likes, why doesn't he just forgive sin without no cost to it? Well, if he forgave sin without any cost to it, it would be meaningless, wouldn't it? I mean, yes, you know, it would be meaningless, but yeah. there is a cost that has to come with sin. And this is something that is talked about in the New Testament and the Old Testament. In Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 11, it talks about the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. From that eternal purpose was that man would find salvation in Jesus Christ. One of the reasons that God did this, and he did it this way and demanded the blood of his son in order to forgive us our sins, he did that to demonstrate his love for us and to show how much he desires our salvation. He desires our forgiveness. He wants to forgive man their sin. But since he is the forgiver, he has the ability to lay down the situation that he demands in order for us to receive forgiveness. And okay. so it's his decree. It's his law. Okay. Well, we're getting right into it, aren't we? Yeah, we are. <laughs> we are. Um, so the next question is from somebody you may know, my wife. Just Lena, okay. she had a question. She said, did God know man was going to sin when he created the world? The answer to that question is yes, because that's the reason he created man with the power of choice. He created Adam and Eve, as we mentioned earlier. In Genesis chapter 3, they had the power of choice. Eve was deceived by the devil into believing that the fruit, the forbidden fruit, would be good for her. The Bible tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 2 in the New Testament that Adam was not deceived, but he still committed the sin. God knew that eventually someone would commit sin because they have the power of choice. And so he gave us the power of choice. And knowing that we would do wrong, he provided a way for our salvation. And that, again, is through the shedding of blood, eventually through the shedding of the blood of his son. And all of the blood that was shed in the Old Testament and all the sacrifices that were made therein, in Hebrews chapter 10, we're told that was a shadow of good things to come. And that was a shadow of the blood of Christ being shed on the cross. And so we look at these things and see that, yes, you know, God loves us. He wants us to be saved. And he gave his son so that we could be saved. Okay, continuing into this rapid fire random question. Uh, segment that we are doing here. And we are doing this simply to try to get in as much of God's information as we can. And we really are grateful that you would join us for something like this. My next question is um, coming from somebody else you know. 
my 10-year-old nephew, Isaiah Reese. He asks, uh, can God teleport? Now, you keep in mind before he asks this question, he's watching a lot of Marvel, uh, uh, you know, superheroes fly across the sky and whatnot. Yes. Uh, God doesn't need to teleport because the Bible tells us God is everywhere. Uh, He's already there. He doesn't need to go from one place to another. In the book of John chapter 4, whenever God, Jesus was having a conversation with the Samaritan woman at the well, and she began to ask him about worship, one of the things that he tells us there, God is the spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so God's presence is everywhere. He's everywhere. He doesn't, he's not like us, confined to a human body where mm-hmm. wherever we go, we have to transport this body, whether it be up to some spaceship somewhere down on the planet somewhere. Mm-hmm. We have to be teleported. We have to go from one place to another. But God being a spirit is already there. And so he's, he's omnipresent is one of the forms, one of the words that refers to that. He, he's already everywhere. Yes. Well, I thank you for that, Jack. And we hope that we answered some of your questions today that you may have been wondering about. We would like to keep this segment up. Um, first of all, we want to thank you just for joining us once again. And um, if you are interested in this type of uh, Bible study where we try to give you the truth without any kind of add-ons or takeaways, we'd encourage you to um, like and subscribe to our podcast. We are not doing this for money, nor will we will ever solicit money from you. This is not what the Bible teaches us we should do, and we're not going to do that. Uh, but we do have some ways of uh, that you can contact us and continue to listen from us. And uh, Brother Jack, do you have any media going on right now that you could possibly let them know about? Yes, we have the radio program Bible Study Time that is going on right now, again through Wilkins Radio. Uh, you can go to our website, East Bakersfield Church of Christ, or our Facebook page of the same name. Uh, you'll see a weekly schedule that is given there. I put an article on Facebook every week, every Saturday, with regard to the title of the radio program and, uh, and the stations over which you can receive it. You can also go to Wilkins Radio website and click on the day and the station that is there, you have to correct the time for the area the station is in to your own time zone, but you can receive it at any time. I'd just like to mention, we try to do the same thing there that we're doing here, preach the truth, nothing more, nothing less, and that's our desire. Right now, we're in the midst of a study on the narrow way that Jesus defines in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 13 and 14, and the study that we're in this week is talking about worshiping in the narrow way. And God has given us definitive details on how he wants to be worshiped. But our desire is to go to the Bible, let God speak to us through his inspired word, the Bible, and then simply believe and do what God says. Nothing more, nothing less. Not follow after men, after the doctrines of men, but follow the word of God. And also we want to remind you of episode six that should be just up where we talk about abortion and what God thinks about that. And Joel Olstein. And uh, we think maybe our take, or rather God's take, is going to be one you want to hear. We also encourage anyone that has questions or has uh, a problem with what we said. Uh, Like I said, we want to be as truthful as possible. If something was incorrect, we want to be right before God. Contact us at East Bakersfield Church of Christ or join our um, mail Bible study where we send you uh, uh, correspondence uh, through the mail and you can study with us. That's East Bakersfield Church of Christ. And we thank you for your time, and we'll see you again, Lord willing.